You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the craven too comes from the green dragon. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. I'm Kylie and I'm joined with me by Jeremy. Hello Kylie, good to be back. It is good to be back. It's This, this is like a, 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 a kind of a filler episode, if you will, that we just decided to whip together in a, like, a little half hour segment to, you know, just get our voice back out there and just talk about some of the stuff that's come out recently because there's been a lot of new stuff that's kind of hit. We've had an FAQ hit. And we've got some questions that the listeners probably want to ask us about. Why have we been ghosting them? We haven't been ghosting them. We just have lives. We're very busy. <laughs> uh, the, the big secret here is we are actually working on some, some projects and some episodes at the moment as well. But having a little one in the meantime is good because we could just, just chat to you for, for a short time and discuss some things that wouldn't normally fit into a big episode. So, well done, Kylie. It's a good idea. Let's, uh, let's, let's start. Yeah, let's 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 just dive straight into mm. it. We're we're mm. just trying to be a quick, short, snappy episode. Um, let's start with <laughs> models. Models first or FAQ? Let's go FAQ. Let's go FAQ. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's be aggressive about the FAQ. I think the big one, the big change in the FAQ was uh, Galadriel's tier being dropped down to Fortitude, which makes oh her very goodness. hard to ally now. <laughs> oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. Um. And I've mentioned it many, many times. I think that that if a model's a problem, the model change change the model. Like to tier, I get it. It is changing the model. It's it's doing that, but but changing how people's armies works and what they've designed is is mm. a little bit on the harsh side. And I think in this game, it's probably less of an issue than than some other games. But I would just like if Galadriel's that much of a problem, like just change the points. Like that's what points are for. Like mm. if 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 she's that much of a problem, and, she, and I don't know if she is or not, but if she is, just just change the model, change the model's rules. Don't change how yeah. the armies work slap or a, how the slap games. Slap a thirty point nerf on her. Make her yeah. you know like a hundred an extra thirty points. Suddenly that's worth an extra three models for models for some armies. Hell, even go forty if you really want to. And then now suddenly taking her as a choice and you have to design your army around her rather than her being a, a fix-all for ring riffs. Because it just doesn't make any sense. Like, Galadriel was, like, one of the baddest, yeah. like, elves in the whole of Middle-earth. Like, she was she was huge. And, to, like, it's, it's, oh, it's um, Kiran all over again. And, and they, yeah, yeah. And they, and they still won't fix her Lady of Light, like, her regular Galadriel profile, which is just never used now because she's... She's got the opposite problem. Her tier's too high and she's not worth taking competitive games because you can't ever kill anything with her, <laughs> her as a leader. Like, it's just... It's just... Uh, yeah, there's some, there's some things that need to be thinked about with some of the heroes. Gladiol in particular. I think that there should be some, like, beyond shape-shifting rule between Gladiol regular and Gladiol war aspect, like being able to switch between the two mid-game. Anyway, brainchild moment. But even then, like, like just... I know it's a simple change, changing the tier... Um, I'm not a massive fan of it because it, it changes all the rule books and, and that. Add a paragraph and just limit some of the things that she can ally with, maybe. If if certain alliances are a problem, mm-hmm. like don't change them all because it also changes potentially good armies as well. Because this is a big downgrade for just army choices. Fortitude means you need a babysitter for for, for uh, green alliances. No, green alliances, you don't need a babysitter. Yellow alliances, you need a babysitter. And that's that's problematic for Gladiol. Gladiol doesn't need a babysitter. Gladiol's amazing. Like, oh, frustrating. Yeah, she's, 
Yeah, she's like the elf with the agency. Like she goes like above and beyond to like give the fellowship Lembus and stuff like that. Like Yeah. It's kind of a big deal about her, you know, kind of sticking it to the man kind of deal. Frustrating way of making a change. Competitive play, it might be a good change, but from our point of view, from yeah. a story point of view, from a a design principle point of view, not a fan. If it means that every army on some tournament scenes don't have Galadriel in it, I can see the advantage to it, but I just, I don't like how it's done. I don't necessarily, I don't disagree that it it could be done. Like if if Galadriel's a problem, Hmm. yeah, change Galadriel, just not this way. Not like this. Not like this. (laughs) Not like this. Uh, A couple of other little mini things. Um, Elrond can't use his priority, silly priority rule when he's not on the board. So no more insta-winning the running onto the board scenarios with Elrond armies. Great. So, that's fine. Yay. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, no problem with that. Like it. Clarifications with Warbats um, is, a, is <laughs> a weird one. Um, apparently, people didn't know that uh, if you fail the strength 4 hit, you still get to roll to try and knock on prone. Uh, it's just written so damn badly. Like it's just, it's just, it's a terrible way of writing it. And it's even though I can read through it and go step by step, it still feels wrong. Like it feels like, why are you writing it this way? So I, I totally agree that this needs an FAQ one. Uh, so it's it fails a roll to wound. Do you still get to see if it's prone? Yes, that's how we've been playing it. It's nice to finally get one of these right. Like it's, it's kind of cool yeah. to, to read it the right way. It's, it's taken a long time, many years for us to do that. But it, it's. It's a confusing way of written it, and this is where what an FAQ is for. Like, it's to fix yeah. up those those weird rules. Yeah. So that's fine. A little thing with the Goblin King and Set of Blazed, uh, he doesn't get the blubber, play, the blubber save on the Strength 9 hit when he first gets Flame Burst, but uh, he does get it on the Strength 5. It's kind of a much of a muchness kind of rules clarification. Yeah. It's like, why is this in here? This is kind of like the least FAQE one that they've dropped, but you know, whatever. Someone, someone's has justified. They said, look, like being, having blubber is not actually particularly good against flames. And, and they're, they've argued that to a designer in some way or someone big time. And, and this is just the, you know, I'm frustrated about it. Just here you go. Here's something because how often is this going to come up? It doesn't come up a whole lot. And a channeled version of the flame burst power attack, like flame burst. Isn't that just uh Kardush's one? Is that right? Uh, Saruman has it now too. Okay, okay, so Saruman, fair enough. You're going to see Saruman a bit. Uh, I, I just, like, the Goblin King's already quite susceptible to magic. That's one of the ways to get get rid of him. So I don't I don't see this making a huge difference. I think it's just, just someone arguing for theme. And, and if it is, so be it. I, I don't actually care that much about this one. Here's an interesting one. So, Jeremy, here's a question for you. Okay, go if for it. If Boromir of Gondor is in combat with a goblin captain and a goblin warrior, and only the goblin warrior is in range of fury... Do you uh, have to take a horn check? Oh, this is... Yeah, okay. I, I get where you're going from here. So I think it <laughs> said something like the highest courage, didn't it? And we It says the highest courage, yeah. but they've FAQ'd it. So basically, any model that has auto-pass courage yeah. counts as the highest courage. That's, so they will good. take the test and auto-pass. So... That yeah. has come up in my games before where where I've taken it and it it's it's it was quite funny to just be looking and just say, No, 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 your highest courage is something that's unaffected by fury. So oftentimes uh like a monster or something else that's not a goblin and the goblins are all in range, like we can pass what it no, no, no. Take your leadership from that uh whatever it is, dweller in the dark or or whoever's around. Cave trolls and goblins were <laughs> like the main the main culprit. Yeah, yeah. Ca- or wags, some something like that that just cause problems yeah. and Although Wags wouldn't be the highest leadership. It would be the trolls, wouldn't it? Or the um that dweller in the dark's got pretty high courage but could still fail. Oh man of times I've got snake eyes on the dweller. You the always dark, do, you always started. do. And, and you see it as a oh, disadvantage just... to that model. It's not that model, it's just you. <laughs> so Treebeard, uh, Mary and Pippin, um, there's just some clarification of magical powers. 
Uh, you can target Marion Pippin on the back of Treebeard, but if it targets the whole model, the whole model is affected, so you can still attempt to resist as normal. It's, it's just a clarification with passengers, because apparently people don't know how to passengers work on a mounted model. Which makes sense, because they, they hide those rules, and it's only used a couple times, and... Yeah, that, that that that's fine. I um, you know what with this one, like I'm tempted just to not use Mary and Pippa with Treebeard, just to to not doing all the the stuff around. Like you probably would, but it's yeah, some, I'm more than happy to to not. I guess because I often play it themed at a different time as well. Like I don't play it just at the 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 invasion of Isengard. So that's yeah, that's fair. It's fine. It's fine. This is just a clarification. No problem. Floyd can't use their Lawmaster ability to target a special rule that isn't active or passive it has to have the active or passive suffix in order for floyd to negate them Eh, means you can't negate legion stuff whoop-de-doo floyd's still amazing fight me oh i get you yeah okay because there are some special rules that happen in legendary legions that aren't attached to to models they just sort of give the models that rule yeah i can see see oh it's just yeah, no, we're going to do a, an episode of Kazakh Doom one of these days, Kylie, and we're probably going to go on for Floy a lot and a lot. So I just, just... I imagine there will be much yeah. discussion <laughs> about that model. Yeah, so, yeah, active or passive, yeah, that, that's... Look, honestly, from my point of view, the less that, that Floy affects, the more happy I are I am because it feels like it's... There's a lot of little rules that, that Floy can deal with that I think are, are collateral damage rather than the intention. I think there's someone had a good thought in mind for Floy and then... Um, basically, it started affecting a whole bunch of things. So good, good. Limited Floy is fine. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, Tom Bombill and Goldberry don't need to take a courage test to charge an invisible model. What a surprise! They auto pass all courage tests anyway. So I don't know why that's there. Uh, that's that's a weird. What's a waste yeah. of paper, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna move right along. I got another really weird one. The Watcher in the Water can use his tentacles if he's moved, and obviously. We'll suffer a minus one for it. I don't know why they needed to clarify that. If the model has moved, it costs a minus one to their shoot. It's ah, oh, I yeah, I just yeah, it just yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't, uh, mom, look, if someone's someone's asking it and it, and it generates a debate, I don't know why it would, but if it does, then yeah, answer it. Fair enough. The Golden King of Abrakan's uh, riches beyond renown. That's the decreasing enemy courage. Uh, mm-hmm. Lasts for the end to the end of the turn not the whole game uh, again i'm surprised that was um needed to be clarified but yeah yeah because that was one that i think that was reasonably clear wasn't it because yeah. you get one turn I thought of, it was reasonably clear. of paying them off yeah, yeah. but oh, look if it again it's it's what it says in the book so the ones that have problems are the ones that go exactly against the wording in the book that one goes with it so that's fine yeah, uh, another weird one. Only the War, Mumak, and Mahad Beastmasters can be placed on the fork section of the Howdler. No other model can be placed there. So someone's clearly tried to get like an archer <laughs> on the fork and try to get a, yeah, like yeah, a shot off or something. And someone's like, can you can't do that? And yeah, it's it's probably, yeah. <laughs> or someone's got a half troll up there yeah, or whatever. Or something, some... something big and nasty that's, that's about to repelling line down. Yeah. Dead of Dunharrow um, got a bit of a weird nerf. Um you have to take a captain or the king of the dead as a part of the Dunhara army list to ally them. Um, you need to you need to have an escort, a hero escort to get them across. The warband rule for eight to twelve models um, still applies if it's pure Dunhara, but you do need a model to you know be there um, to ally the whole army across. Well, if you make your whole army, you still need a hero anyway because all army lists have to have a hero to lead. So if you're going pure Dead of Dunharrow, you have to have a hero to lead yeah. full stop. So that special rule 
basically it's this is just clarifying what you'd expect. You you need a hero. I guess I guess someone could argue that the allying you wouldn't need one, but I'm pretty sure that that you need to get the heroes just to activate the allies to make them work properly anyway. So I I think this is just clarifying clarifying something we already knew. Yeah. Uh, Elrond got a weird errata so that just it says that he's during the priority phase after dice has been rolled he can use his ability as long as he's alive and on the battlefield so I think this is another one of those like clarifications to say yes Elrond must be on the table must be alive and the dice is altered after the roll for priority which honestly I thought all three of those were common sense but apparently it's not well the on the board I can see an argument either way because like foresight would would exist regardless this is just exactly the same as the one from the the hobbit book as well so because he's in both books you get both profiles so um it's clear now and it's fine and it's probably a reasonably common sense ruling i think that's that's the key with most things there are only really exceptions to that are things like you can use might to jump on for reinforcements so Mm. anytime you get the the exception you have to say it so that's fine yeah uh the last one in like the main kind of rule book is uh, Dragonites can lead Acolytes, which we thought they were allowed to, but it's just re-clarified now. Dragonites... No, no, no. It, it, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't before, and that was one of the big arguments about that because the dra- and we'll talk about these guys because I don't think we've spoken about them a whole lot. But basically, it's specifically black dragons. So yeah. the um so you, now to have black dragons right. and dragon called Acolytes. It's exactly what I think most people expected, but it was one of those like, uh, it's technically not right, and that, that yeah. causes some some arguments. So, yeah. perfect. That's fine. Cool. Weird Battle Companies one. You can't choose to not make a hero, uh, uh, sorry, a warrior a hero when they're rolling the progression charge. If they roll a six, it counts as a six. You can't choose a lower roll. I don't know why you wouldn't want a hero in Battle Companies, but okay, uh, sure. <laughs> okay, that's just that's another yep. one for the history books. A couple in the match play guides. Um, in scenario where you score victory points for wounding a specific hero, such as if the hero model is unwounded and then successfully healed, um, do you still get the victory points? And you do. So yeah, I think that would stick even if you heal them. Yeah. Off, which honestly, as a from a design perspective and a writing perspective, I actually think that that's kind of sucky. Um, but knowing that that there is the the White Council and Radagast shenanigans, yeah. I can see why they have kept that. But also the um the ring wraiths that come back over and over again the Nazgul from Dol Guldur, um I think that's consistent with it. Like if you kill them, if if your job is to kill them, it counts as a kill. And then if they come back, then it is what it is. Because I think for that um that one scenario as well where you you get victory points for just killing models, you do a count. I think that's that's where you get the points for killing them over and over again as well. So it's it's consistent. It does change the healing mechanics a little bit. Um, but you just deal with it. Like it's just. I don't care that much. You know about it ahead of time and, and you just got to play around it. Hmm. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird one. Uh, another one for the match play uh, guide. Uh, as soon as you come in contact with the board edge, when you're attempting to move off the board, you move off the board. You just have to get a sliver of your base off and then you're off. So you don't yeah. have to, uh, but it does have to be a move. You can't do it off a, a pushback. You have to do it off a heroic combat or a, or a move. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's how we've been playing as well. That yeah. that's 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 what always made sense to us because yeah. a lot of the bases are big where it causes all kinds of problems. So once you've got part of the base off, we just say you're all off and yeah, yep, that's fine. Another obvious one: if you're if the game ends before you're broken, but you're broken, it's one of those weird ones. Where like you break your opponent's army 
and then the game yeah, ends, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, technically haven't broken. Yeah, you still count as being broken even if that yep. game ends. So a nice another one there. The next two for the match play is interesting. They're for Clash of Moonlight. So basically, if you're shooting a model that's inside Blinding Lights 12 inches, you still gain the plus one to wound, but you still hit on sixes. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's a weird one. And this comes down to the dumb fluff description of the like, it, it's dark, so it's you can only shoot a certain way. But because it's dark, you cannot dodge missile weapons, which you're probably not really dodging anyway. Like I don't, I don't think that that's that's what's happening, especially that close range. Like you've got an arrow, in, and because it's light, you can dodge it. So I think that that comes down to the strange explanation of it. And then yeah, it, blinding light. I can see the argument. Then, well, we can see we're we're blinded, but maybe maybe you should always have trouble dodging if you're blinded. Yeah, oh, I've got another <laughs> curly one for you. This is the question. This is how it's worded. In the Clash of Moonlight scenario, can models with the Cave Dweller special rule see enemy models at greater distances than 12 inches away? Yes, that is clearly defined in the rulebook, I remember. But they've added this extra bit, which is additionally, shooting attacks that target a model with Cave Dweller will not gain the bonus of plus one to room when rolling to wound. <laughs> So wait, wait, that's, yeah, yeah. Not, that's not answering the question we've asked. That's ridiculous. No, it's it's, it's to the politician answering a completely different question. I don't know yeah, if that's in relation to if you shoot at greater than 12 inches, you don't get the plus one. So I think that's what they're trying to say. You don't get the plus yeah. one if you're shooting at greater yeah. than 12, but if you're shooting within 12, then you do. But yeah, yeah okay, it's so just the- worded very odd. Yeah. Okay. So. So. Oh. Okay. That's very interesting. So cave dwellers can see greater than twelve inches. That's that changes that up a fair bit. I just assumed that that it was a global effect. So that's fine. The biggest tragedy in this one is that like clearly like the the Shakespeare estate has gone after Games Workshop and and been litigating against them because it's no longer ill met by moonlight. So it's not a yes. direct quote from Shakespeare anymore in in Lord of the Rings and and I can't make fun of that anymore. That's the tragedy here. Some w- interesting ones from the main rules. Uh, rerolls do count as a natural roll for, for those models that um, require natural rolls. Uh, I think okay. Broadsword, okay. I think, is mm. the big one. So if you ban a reroll when you're using, say, a Klansman Alamon, yeah, it yeah. still counts yeah. as a six if you reroll into the six with, say, a banner effect or something, which is yeah, fine. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I thought that was the case. Any any roll that's unmodified is still a natural roll. But... Oh, I don't think we argue because natural is not really a term you normally use for it. It's a, it's an artificial term put in. So, yep, that's fine. They've clarified it. Good. Yeah. Uh, they've clarified that only models that are allowed to move off the board in a scenario um, or have a special that specifically allows them to do that, such as a war beast, can move off the board. You can't force a model to move off the board with, like, command or pushing away or hurling or something like that. You can only leave the board if the scenario allows you to move off the board and if you're deliberately going to do it or a special rule deliberately allows you to yep. do it. So yep, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, interesting one with priority. Uh, if you have, uh, if both players have a item that allows you to auto-grab priority, such as Saruman's Palantir, uh, and both players use it at the same time, and for the same priority phase, they cancel each other out and you bow to roll after priority as normal. Uh, that just tells me that they're giving too many of these auto-priority items away if that's coming up. Yeah, well, mm, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> this is a weird one. In scenarios that use the reinforcements rules for models to enter the board, can a player purposely pick a point for a warband to arrive where they will not be able to fit in order them to force them to not enter the board and have to wait till a later turn? No. When a warband enters play via the board, they have to enter for a point where the entire warband can enter in onto the board from that point. Fair enough. 
and look, I, I have no, I have no problem with this one because I have seen some really, really corner case scenarios where like you've got a board of say like chasms around the edges of it, and people would choose like a little island in there and just say, yeah, you deploy here, and it's it's if you're allowed to deploy, you, you can't move your models for the rest of the game, or they have to jump a chasm or something like that, or they just don't fit, and it's just it gets silly. So I think that's that's one where I think mm. a lot of our our local players have just said. I'll be nice enough to allow you to use your warband, but I'm going to put it in the most annoying place possible anyway. This is an interesting one. Uh, what happens uh, at the start of each phase, declaring heroic actions or resolving special rules that happen at the start of the phase? And the answer is declaring heroic actions unless they're otherwise stated in the special rule. Which is... Yeah, <laughs> that's, it's, that's, a, that's a, nothing. a nothing nothing answer in it. Delete that. Whoever wrote that, you need an FAQ on that FAQ because that doesn't actually say anything at all because they all just say yeah. at the start of the phase. So then that's, unless stated otherwise, well, that's stating and, otherwise. Yeah. So. Uh, you want to hear another one that is literally, I think, almost a reprint of what's in the book. Someone has asked this question and not read the rule book. Do models' weapons provide an in-the-way role if they are the only part of the model that is obscuring the target from a shooting attack? No, of course not. Weapons and war gear do not count for in the ways. It clearly says that in the rule book. They do not provide in the ways. Yeah, but then I have to look in the rule book. Come on. But I really, really want it not to be true, so I'm just going to ignore that rule in the rule book and ask for an FAQ. Fair enough. I want to be able to shoot people's banners. You can bloody shoot the banners with a goblin dance rules or whatever and destroy them. I should be able to shoot them with my arrows. That is, that is very true. That is very true. Justice... Yeah, what about my flaming arrows? What if I light my arrows on fire? Surely I could burn a banner. It depends on how flammable the banner is and what it's made out of, I think. Extremely. It's like a, like one of those synthetic materials. It's just a slightest bit of heat is going to cause a yeah, fire. Yeah, uh, that's true. You've seen elfin banners. They are very flammable banners. It's all <laughs> silk. Look at stupidly flammable. What if they're using like theater-resistant like flame retardant on their banners or something like that? No one does that. No, like, I reckon Mortal might because clearly there's some flames around all the time. And because like every single battle they play is on lava, they're probably used yeah. to making things that that are are not going to burn up. Heat resistant, mm. probably their armor as well. Heat resistant suits. That's why they can just walk over mm. lava every game. Uh, hurled models um, into combats. Uh, if it contains a strength six or higher model, uh, that model will still suffer the strength three hit. Uh, even though they are not not prone, they still take collateral. Even though they're not take knocked prone, you still get hit. If someone throws a rock at you, it is still a rock. If someone throws a person at you, it is still a person. Even if you're a giant troll, you still get hit. Uh, let's not justify this in fluff. It's just it's just a mechanic yeah. thing. That's fine. That's fine. I don't necessarily like the hurl rules, but they they work in this way, and that's how they work. So that's fine. Uh, can a war beast trample an invisible model? Yes, of course they can. Uh, can a war beast? Uh, does a war beast have to move their full distance when they're trampling? Yes, of course they do, uh, unless they come into contact with something uh, that forces them to stop, such as an enemy model that survives, um, or coming into contact with a uh, terrain feature. Yeah. Oh wait, no, no, no. It's the, it the must big one trample is its full movement allowance the... unless it is forced to stop or chooses to stop after coming in contact with a friendly model. Wait, what? Yeah. I read that wrong. Th that's in the rules, Carla. Oh my god, what? Yeah, you did. That's in the rules. And it's it's yeah. kind of silly because I've been I've been using the Gorgoroth Beast quite a bit lately because it's just oh. it's it's next to my car Jeez. with the figure case. So I take it to our, our gaming. And basically you just that put was like, in front of it. That was like the whole purpose of, it's of easy mode. causing a uh, a war beast to Oh no, that's for trample, not stampede. 
Okay. No. It's, yeah. No. Yeah. That's it's, okay. It's, Whatever. Yeah. No. It tramples its normal move. So you 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 basically you pick a direction and you point in that direction and you must go your full move in that direction unless you you uh, you hit a friendly model or you stop by like running into an enemy model and don't kill it or I think yeah. if you hit terrain then you're gonna cause all kinds of problems. But yeah, you you wouldn't do that because you're aiming for things and. And because you don't have to move it first, you just chuck a model in front of it and just... It doesn't even get damaged. It just, yeah. just stops it immediately. Uh, no more specters or sentinels uh, pulling around uh, Great Beast and uh, Mimical anymore. They're immune to sentinel and spe- specter special rules. Uh, you can still command compel the commander, but you can't sentinel them, which is, you know, yep. okay, whatever. Good. That's fine. Oh, look, I'm, I'm happy with, with reducing yeah. some of the ability, that, that power, because that, that's huge. Yep, happy with that. Uh, and obviously, the Warbeast cannot... And the next question is, the can, the Warbeast can't move off the board unless it's controlling player wishes to, unless it's a Stampede, of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah you can't compel Mumak so into it's... the board edge and make it run away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, if a model modifies its dual roll, uh, such as using a two-handed weapon, and then gets to re-roll their dual roll, do the modifiers still apply to the re-roll? Yes. <laughs> I could have told you that. It, obviously, it still applies to re-roll. Just because you're re-rolling doesn't just drop all your negatives. Like, what? Well, you've already uh, used them up. Just... You used them up on the first oh, roll. <laughs> Man, that would be... No, I'm, that surprised me that that's an argument. I can, I can sort of see how someone would argue it, but... Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and that's that's consistent with everything else in the game. Like, you get to re-roll. All it does is just change the number on the die. All the other yeah. stuff is still there. It doesn't get rid of anything. It's just... It's just, oh, I didn't like this three. Oh, now it's a five. Amazing. Let's put all the modifiers on. Yeah, it's actually a four because I'm using a two-handed yeah. weapon. Uh, break out your Azog, uh, Jeremy. Uh, I always do. Always do. No excuses. Whenever you cast Shroud of Shadows on a cavalry model, uh, the steed will not bolt um, from having the spell cast upon them. It's only the one ring that causes a steed to run away automatically when the rare goes invisible. So you can totally shroud up your Azog and throw him in on the white log, and that is all Gucci. Yeah, I, I've never actually done it with Azog, but I, I think I'm, I think I might have actually done it with, with maybe it was Bolg. Maybe I had a Necromancer and Bolg together at one point. Um, it was whatever, whatever line. Yeah, no, I did did have them together, and um, it. I just I just assumed this actually. I didn't even check these rules that much, so. Um, it may be that, that I read that wrong and then I'm now right. So so in hindsight, I was always right. Or maybe maybe it was clear and, and I just played it that clear. But I did, just didn't read the rules. I just yeah. guessed. Uh, if a modelist uh, has to charge because of a special rule and then is command compelled, uh, does it still have to charge? And the answer is yes. So if you cast command compel on a Dane who is going a bit you know bonkers, he still has to charge even though he's been command compelled. You just get to choose where you charge. So, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, interesting. Pro cool. models can't cast magic powers anymore, so you can't. You, interesting. You, there's something going on there. Like it blows my mind that that is something. It's probably to do with the white council, isn't it? They probably knock someone down yeah, yeah, and yeah. they can't cast. So spells. that's interesting because that that does because you could in theory have those white councils because you know how they can cast spells in combat, so they might be prone at that point in time, um, for whatever reason, a, a counter spell or something something else that knocks them down, or they get heroic moved after the last turn. Uh, it's interesting. It's something I hadn't considered. Um, do I like it? Yeah, I don't know. Don't, it doesn't come up very often. Maybe you just can't crawl on the ground and cast spells. But yeah, 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 yeah. 
I, yeah. I just... I mean, it's much of a muchness. I mean, if you're on the ground, you've probably got bigger things to worry about, yeah. I haven't seen it come up. Which makes me think some wild things are happening over in Europe right now, because... Oh, it's, I think it's I think it's probably a White Council yeah. thing. I think now that magic powers can be cast when you're in combat, I think it opens up things like this. Yeah. Uh, cavalry models are affected by Fortify Spirit. It affects the uh, mount as well, so you do get the two dice to resist black darts and stuff like that, which is nice. Good, good, good. It's nice. Honestly, because uh, I, 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 yeah, I hate this sort of ring rafe being able to instantly get rid of horses. I think you should be able to resist. Um, and I think you should be able to use your own rider's will to resist as well. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I just like it better. And so this is a step in the right direction for me. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, models with two of something, say two swords or two axes, uh, Shadow only blows up one of those axes and or swords. <laughs> it doesn't blow up both. Yep. That's fine. It's, that's fine. it's a clarification. I mean, I've always played it that way. But, you know. Yeah, and you're you're a fan of Shatter, and you you haven't been manipulating that one. So, yep, that that's all good. You just shatter yeah. banners and things. It's it's ne- never the sword. Two swords, two axes. No, it's always like the special sword that's got a fancy name. That's the one that gets shattered. Uh, Sorceress Blast hits the whole combat now is clarified a bit more. So even strength six models or higher um, will be knocked prone when everyone gets hit by the strength three. So. No, you can kind of cheat it a bit. So if you say you've got your Aragorn or something in combat with a troll and a goblin, you could blast the goblin and knock down the troll, Aragorn, and the goblin, even though the troll is strength six. So no, I like this better because because what was no because well, I think what was happening is something like an arrow, uh, strength six or higher. If you if you managed to have a strength six or higher model on your same team, so say I don't know, I don't know, a Treebeard and a, a Gandalf. Um, together you could just be sneaky and just cast it into the combat and the tree just wouldn't care and everyone else would would fall down and i think it's it's nice that i think it's got its pluses and minuses but at least it it takes away that sort of loophole where you just like i know i'm immune to my own magic power and just keep targeting yourself i think it's a good clarification to have i mean that's how i have always played it but hey yeah you know clarification is always good uh master of battle uh now auto uh, if you fail your master of battle roll, say on like uh, Dane or something, uh, you can still spend a point of might to call a heroic action normally. Um, don't know. I like yeah. that. I like that because I've I've actually played it the other way around where you only get the one chance for it. So I've I've spent the might if it's something really important instead of doing a roll off because I have those uh, dwarf captains in my um, my Iron Hills army and they 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 roll it and oftentimes. I thought oh, if I only get the one chance for it, I'll spend the might. So th- I like this. This is good. It makes their rule yeah. um, play as intended. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, if a model is wounded by the ongoing hits of strength five from set ablaze, does the model who set them ablaze count as getting the kill credit? Yes, they do. So, oh, okay. Sister Champion yep. stuff, you know, fun little thing there. Yep. Um, yep, fine. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of whatever. If a model with monstrous charge charges into difficult terrain, will they still get the extra attack and knock to the ground bonus? Yes, unless they also have the cavalry keyword, uh, which means they will not get the bonuses. So, Fell Beasts, very, very sad. Cave Drakes and Dragons, very, very good. So, interesting. I would not have ruled it that way, but uh, that's what you get. If a model with monstrous charge, special charges into difficult terrain, will they still get the... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's probably just a couple corner cases yeah. where they're, they're cavalry, but they also can move through forests and... Um, well, I'm thinking of, um, is it Fimble? One of the, there's a, there's a Hunter Orc that's a cavalry model that's also got the move through terrain rule. So that's going to affect that, which is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
obviously, there's another the spider climb special rule, the swift movement. Uh, there's just a clarification that you can't be silly and have your models uh, sitting on the side of a wall. Reasonable common sense. No, flat, it's not. This flat is... to the playing surface. Yep. It's, yeah. Yep, no. A massive fan of this, and yeah. it should be in the rule. This is. I always thought it was, uh, because, like, I'm no. pretty sure it is with Fly. And I always treated Fly and Swift Movement in this regard as the same no, way. No, I've, I've had. It's, it's happened. And, and spiders, I feel like, are becoming more and more common now. Like, I yeah. see them a lot more. Maybe it's just my area. And, and look, there's some good spider models now. But I have had multiple opponents over over many different eras of the game try it. And and it kind of makes sense. Because if they can walk over those walls, why can't they stop there? Yeah. But it just sort of breaks the game down from a mechanic point of view. Because what, what I was having was people wanting to put a spider on a wall where I couldn't charge it because it was above my control zone. But it could just sit there and be safe. And that's kind of thematic and it looks cool but it's doesn't really make sense in a game yeah. where it's it's really like a 2d game with with some height in it it's not yeah. really a 3d game as such like it sort of is but not really yeah um another clarification for monstrous cavalry uh you don't get the in the way um in combat if you're striking um if you're striking the rider you can just strike them without the in the way test against a, a foul beast or what have you. They don't get a five plus save to see if you hit the foul beast. It's it's always on the right or always on the foul beast in combat. Shooting different story, but so chariot is that does that count as well? So uh, the not, chariot, the just... not the chariot, not the chariot because the chariot's got a very specific special rule that says okay. that Damn. they have bulwark. But for monstrous mounts, yeah. like okay. yeah, yeah, it's 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 a bit of a wacky one, but. It's it's kind of whatever. Yeah, so you you're looking at the the fell beast and that yeah, type yeah. of model where there's there's a rider and yeah. suddenly you can like leap in the air and chop the Nazgul. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, again, if some if another model subsequently countercharges into a fell beast or another monstrous creature, and the monstrous creature wins the fight, do they still knock those models that countercharged down? Uh, yes, they will if they have a lower strength value. If you say yep. countercharge with a yep. troll, they won't because the troll is higher strength. But if they're yep. lower, they will still get knocked down. Pretty, pretty yep. simple there. Uh, interesting one with light objects. If a model drops a light object, where is it placed? The model, uh, when a model drops a light object, it is placed in base contact with the model that dropped it and must be placed so there's not um, overlapping another model's base. I thought this was how, how it played, but interesting that they had to make the clarification. I can understand it because uh, a lot of, like we, we've house ruled sometimes objectives are just they, they, you can't stand on them. And objects, I can see people arguing over the same thing because this is this is interesting because a light object is clearly not a token. Then it's uh, it's something that because you can't overlap a model's base. Um, I guess, yeah, oh, it's very interesting. Contact with the model that dropped it must be placed. It's not overlapping another model's base. Okay, mm. yeah, I don't know. Can you still place it under the base? No, no. I guess in base contact you wouldn't be able to. That's yeah. Uh, what you don't want to do is. Um, have a model drop it and then drop it under their base, but yeah, I, I'm talking too much about this. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about this. Uh, this is an interesting one. Clearly, someone has to tried to do some shenanigans with Army of the Dead or Roses. Does an army have to include a hero to be the army leader? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you yeah, do. Yeah, no, that's fair. So no shenanigans yeah, with Roses. I, I... I can I can see that argument because you, you, we know you have to do a leader, so they're not arguing you have to do a leader. But does it have to be hero? Maybe that's not as clear as it could be. But now it is, and I like I like these FAQs that have one word answers. Yeah. It's good. Th th those are the those are the dream. Uh, there's an errata on siege mm. engines. Uh, you can never use the shoot value of an untrained crew, even if it is better than the trained crew. Besides, untrained crew always hit on sixes anyway, so I don't know what that's all about. Unless they change that, I hope they haven't changed that. 
Oh, who knows? Siege weapons. Yeah. When are we going to use those? Yeah. Uh, there's a in the quest of the ring bearer. There's an errata for the pass of Karahas. Um, about flipping the cards. I don't know. I haven't played. Oh, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I haven't played this scenario <laughs> yet. So going right past that one. Uh, I think we should. Yeah, I don't even bother about the scenario specific ones. That's yeah. War and Rohan, Scary and Shy. I have nothing. Fall of the Necromancer. Ooh, if Azog uses a surprise attack special rule from the pits of Dolgador Legendary Legion in the same priority phase as an enemy model uses the special rule. Ah, uh, this is just. I already answered this. It's one. the same thing as yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. You've answered this before. Yeah, yes, I've already I'm answered. Too excited. I'm too excited. I, for, I forgot to read it. They already answered it in another FAQ and completely forgot about it. But anyway, that's kind of the yeah, FAQ. The big ones are coming up. This is the whole big one. You saved the best for last. Go on, do the errata. That was it. That was the errata. No. Wait, wait. Oh, Rohan, Necromancer, you, you forgot did the I most miss, important thing. Did I miss an errata? Oh my god, I Go did. Go to Fall the oh, Necromancer. Oh yes, Vanquish is on the Necromancer. Yes, you cannot cast magical powers of Sorceress Blast, Wrath of Brunine, and Nature's Wrath whilst you're in combat. You may only cast Transfix and your your compel, your, your, your baby powers. Yes. Yes, which is definitely a step How in the I right direction. That? And that was the whole FAQ. Everything else was just filler to, to do that one because... This is one of those classic examples of, um, I don't know how they didn't pick it up in playtesting. My theory that, that there's no playtesting, it's just all a farce, probably had some grounds there. I know that's a terrible conspiracy theory, but it's my conspiracy theory and I'm going to stick with it. But this one is a little bit nicer because we, we hate the idea. Well, I don't know if we, I can't speak for anyone else. The idea of sh- um, doing magic powers while you're in combat changes the game entirely. The fact that you can knock down like global areas of guys while you're in combat causes huge amounts of problems and made this, this Legion potentially not very fun to play. Yeah. And now I can actually play them because I'm playing in a gaming group now with lots of beginners. I could not bring myself to take the white council there because it would just would have destroyed their game. It would have stopped them playing the game. It would, it was rules that actively stop people playing the game. And that's, that's a very bad writing. So this is better. I still think it's pretty harsh, but this is better. And it means that it's playable now. How playable it is. I don't know. Cause I haven't played it beforehand. I just knew that, that I did not want to be casting like sorceress blast and, and Rafa Bruin. And whilst I was in combat at people in combat with me and just knocking them down. Yeah. Like that's, that's just, yeah, it was harsh. again, negative gameplay experience it's interesting that it had to get to that level for the for them to actually do something about it because i still have issues with the the ring rape legendary religion and some of its negative gameplay experiences and they haven't faq'd any oh, without a doubt but, but this is just yeah, flat this, out broken yeah, yeah. like just i agree it's literally yeah. like you, you're not playing the game anymore it's one person plays the game and the other person is is doing the gene steals and space hulk they're just pushing things forward and, and hoping yeah uh, so that that just doesn't work. There is one more, and it's just about who's the leader. It's just Saruman the White's the leader in that one, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah, that's all, all fun yeah. things. Let's move on to models. Let's try and like rapid yes. fire some, yes, yes, yes. some of this. Um, Go for let's it. Let's start with the big one, the 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 Dragon Emperor of Rune. I am quite... Have we seen the rules for this guy no, yet? No, we, we haven't. haven't. Have that's we? kind of the reason why I wanted to start with it, because I want to go in a bit more okay. speculation-y okay. zone. Um. Oh, I okay. I think he's going to be a spellcaster, and I think his Parlequin is going to be a mount. So if you knock him down or, or something like that, you can actually, like, he'll get reimbursed, kind of like a great beast, the, the guy's carrying the Parlequin around. I haven't put any thought whatsoever into the rules, and, and you know what, I'm going to, uh, people are going to be angry at me for this, but... I don't actually read the rules for these models until I'm like ready to play them. So I only recently read 
like quick beamed rules from War and Rohan because I was planning <laughs> oh, to use gosh. quick beam. So like I just I'm not that interested in the rules unless yeah. I I actually play the models, which is kind of kind of strange because I should be, but I just yeah. I've only got so much space in my brain. So for this one, um, I just want rules that it, it's playable and rules that that mean that that you don't want you keep him mounted as long as possible. Yeah. I think that's that's the main thing. I don't really care if he's a, a spellcaster could be fun, especially if it's like, like combat buff spells. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. I think so if that, he's, that would be fun. I hope he doesn't get like um like any transfixes or anything like that. A wither I'll no, pass. Nothing like that. A wither I'll give a pass on, but I, I'd like to see some um maybe a fury. I don't need a fury, but some enchanted. I want to see that terror one, the one that makes everyone cause terror. That would be aura of dismay. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Evil with aura of dismay. Easterlings with Aura that, of Dismay. Um, yeah, I would, I would love that one. Or the one that, um, yeah, even a, a, some sort of Fury. I, Fury, there's other guys that do it. So no, yeah. I don't want that. But uh, look, it's something that, that buffs the Easterlings because of his presence. I'm, I'm yeah. more than happy to. I think that's cool. I think he's just going to be a combat beat stick. I think it's just going to be a big gonna base. I reckon he's going to be a beat stick too. Because like, a guy in a Palaclan, he's going to have some... Some egregious Imrahil levels of banner rerolls and Stamfast. 18 inch banner reroll or something. Might, silly, I think yeah. he's even got a global Stamfast. So we'll see how that yep. plays out. You'll still need line of sight, of course. But yeah, I, I'm actually really impressed with the design of the model. I hope it's not in too many pieces. I hope it's a bit, you know, I hope, oh, the, little, be, and it, hope the thing on the back is a bit flat packy. And I hope the guys riding it aren't in too many pieces because. Oh, I, I worry if this turns out to be like a. Iron Hills chariot in terms of construction and getting this model together because that that is that is not what I want to see. I'm gonna have the biggest sticker shock on this model ever because because this is the first model I think in a while that I'm like okay I sh- I should do a forged order like yeah. this is this is really nice. Um, I haven't done one for a while. I haven't really been motivated to, and part of it's because I've just been printing models that that I yeah. that I have and I've got way too much to paint. But when there's a good model, there's a good model. I, I'm one of these people that is allowed to play with models from different companies, and I do like Games Workshop models at times. Like yeah. most of the time, quite frankly, this one, like I'm definitely going to pick it up in some way. I, I think, I think I have to, but man, that sticker shock, it's going to be like the, oh, it's, it's easily going to be like a, a one. It's going to cost as much as my printer. Yeah, yeah, a <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. I reckon one, I'm going to put a ballpark figure. I reckon 166 Australian. I reckon. Yeah. Oh, I, That's what I reckon. More. I reckon 166 I, I, th- I think it's going to be those incredible levels of, you know, they're like, uh, whatever the Warhammer fantasy is now, age of Sigma, yeah. the centerpiece models there where they're like two fifty bucks or, or whatever. It's just really for one model. Are you serious? It's going to be that level. It's going to be, it's going to be huge. And it's going to be for now. It, it's like, it's going to cost more than a tank of petrol. And that's going to be massive. Yes. And petrol's pretty expensive oh. in um, Melbourne at the moment. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. And, and is it going to be worth that money? No. Are we going to get it? Probably. Are we silly for doing that? Maybe. So we're definitely going to get some enjoyment out of. I do hope it's not an auto choice. Yeah. Because what I don't want is people to think they have to use it because it's it's a really cool model. I think that's actually a good point to move on to the next two models because I think the fact that they have released uh, Rutabi and I can't remember the name of the other guy. Uh, what's the name of the other guy? Uh, uh Gear or something. I think actually turns this into not an auto include. Because these two um, do some very interesting things to the uh, Eastern list. Aside from them, their models, which we'll get into in a moment. Uh, Rutabi, I'm not that interested in. It's just a kind of another. It's just a. It's just two captains slapped together, to be honest. I mean, that's what. Oh, interesting, Rutabi, which, woman, Eastling yes, infantry is, hero. I'm very sad that the female character is very like. I love static poses, but I would have liked to see the, the shield out a bit. But it's just. I couldn't. I couldn't even. 
And look, honestly, if you're an East Sealing Army, you probably can't tell if you're a woman or a man, and that's fine. Yeah. But I would not, I would not it's have just, picked this, yeah. this person as, as a woman, and that's fine. Uh, a woman with strength four is very nice. That's a bit of a change from from the normal status quo. That's all, always good. Um, it just, it's a cool profile. Like, like having it's a good profile. Like, it's just the thing is that I'm like, it's not one. I don't think it's leaning into the East Sealing stereotype as much as I would like. So. None, none of like the the hero killing stuff. Or they get the mic back. They yeah. do get that. They do. Yeah, yeah. They do get the um the striking as trapped. But yeah, they just seem to be like a good center point for your 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 phalanx, which isn't a bad thing. But I don't know. It feels a little uninspired. That's that's my issue with it. Whereas when you go to bro gear with these new souped up shamans that they keep bringing out, because we have got some uh, orc heroes to get into in a moment, I really really love this. Okay, can I um, can I put my thoughts on Rutar because this is like this yeah, is my yeah. live. I haven't actually seen these stats before, and, and yeah, yeah. the model the model itself pretty uninspiring to me. I know that people have painted it up and it looks nice, but but it's crying out for something, and I think it's yeah, not so much. St- well, the Easterlings all look so amazing that it doesn't really stand out that much. So that's. That's something there. Maybe even a helmet off type one or a more ornate helmet might be the way yeah. to go. Yeah, oh, a helmet off would have been so nice. Yeah, the old helmet off and then like held or put on the ground next to next to her or something like that could have been cool. Or holding it, yeah. holding it in one arm, like the fencer pose, like tucked under their shield arm and they're holding their shield out, uh, holding their sword out, po- pointing with their long, yeah. luscious, flowing hair behind it. Or maybe their short. Little I reckon short hair would be hair. cool. I, I would, I wouldn't go yeah. long hair. I think an Easterling, I would, I would go the shorter hair, like. Warriors. Maybe like a like a maybe not a mohawk, but like a top knot kind of yeah something something along those lines. I think that could like look that, really maybe. cool. Yeah, or even just short hair. That's all fine. Um, yeah, but yeah. a hero of valor, I'm excited about because the more hero of valor's uh, army list gets, the more ally options you get. So I'm happy with that one. So yeah. that that makes me happy. Um, the profile looks very usable. Like you can always use fight six and defense seven and three attacks and three might. Like that's all usable for a hundred points. That's fine. No horse, but you've got a cool master of battle. Combat stance is is a nice bonus. The heroic strikes. Cool challenges. Uh, one day I'll find a use for challenge, um, but everything else looks looks mm. okay. It looks like it, almost like the um, the a bit bit like a Hisharan type type role for for the Easterlings, where you just got this foot hero that that can just deal everything on foot yeah. and just just outduel them. And it's it's quite an affordable price. One hundred and ten points for for this hero seems pretty. And decent. fight six two is yeah. quite nice. Yeah, and with strike that's, as well is is yeah. yeah. Look, I, I I'm. I would definitely take this this profile. Maybe not every single game, but it's definitely a usable profile. So I'm a fan of the profile. Yeah. I reckon I can make the model look good, but I might actually go maybe some hero rock or some really nice color inversions or decorations on it. I mean, there is some good canvas area on the back of that cloak. Yeah, I think that's the way saying. to go. Yeah, just make it look like from all angles a real hero because it's... Yeah. Yeah, cool one. Uh, Brogia the Con- Conjurer, though, I am very excited for, um, most because of his spell list. Now, yes, he has Enchanted Blades and Blade Wrath and Fury, which are really good buff spells, but I think that the, the part that makes this profile really, really interesting is Five Will mm-hmm. and Tremor. So you have a pivot option on your spells. So you can uh, do what I absolutely love with these kind of casters, which is get them nice and close to your opponent and make them double think what your spell is going to come out is going to be. So you can you can do some fake outs with your spells. So you can make it look like you're going to do a Blade Wrath or an Enchanted Blades and then pivot into a Tremor. And you have the will to be able to actually reliably get that off, mm. which I think is super, super important. Having stats and resources to back up some kind of the, like, these kind of casters because that's what shamans have been lacking, right? And and even models like the... the um. 
uh what's his name uh the, the mouth of Sauron just fall flat on this it, even though they would normally want to be filling this kind of role is that they don't have a way of pivoting into a different type of play style or a different way of kind of out guessing or out maneuvering an opponent and the fact that they have tremor on this model just makes me so so excited to put it painted it up and put it on the table and yeah I, I i can't see myself not taking this guy anymore in an army in fact i can see me taking this guy and a, a, a regular dragon priest just to get the blade wrath and enchanted blades going on the same target so tell me tell me what's the difference between blade wrath and enchanted blades i can't remember so blade wrath uh allows you to strike at strength six and channeled is at strength 10 okay yeah, yeah. and enchanted blades gives you rerolls to wound and channeled gives you plus one to wound so if you throw gotcha. an enchanted blades yeah, yeah, yeah. and a blade wrath you get strength six hits rerolling all failed attempts and if you channel both of them you get strength 10 hits so ten strength ten is gonna be almost always almost always three plus worse four plus then two plus rerolling yeah three plus against like defense nine it's auto wounds, two plus yeah. against everything that's eight or less which is kind of insane and the nice thing about that as well is, is that's a good way of using your spells because there's no resistance because you're casting on your own guys so yeah um I'm I'm gonna say Kylie this looks a lot like your wish listing for shamans doesn't it like it's suspiciously like that and I don't know if the timing works I don't know if the timing works either but that wish list episode oh it's beautiful it's, I beautiful. feel like it's a great minds think alike type situation here because like it's an interesting shaman and and yes very interesting I'm, I'm happy to play against it because it's got limited will like and I know it gets it back on a six which I've been asking for because that's that that's nice as well because if yeah. you get that six resist, it's just the will point that rolls the six yeah though. it's not which is which is what it should be as well because i hate the idea of this i'm just gonna roll five will and get all five back like that's that's just kind of silly it's just all in on, on a, honestly the storm caller should have this, this is better style. yeah i like this one better yeah because if the storm caller had this you could give him wrath storm caller should have five will as well but anyway um but like yeah. i just like at 80 points you could take it uh, you still got to yeah. work your value out because it's 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 not going to kill anything in combat really. Like it's not it's not a combat character. It's a buff character. Fury is incredibly good. We know about that one. And but then you're not just fury and a bonus. You're fury and three points of will that you can dance around with if you're going to use fury. Or you might just use fury on the normal guy, and then this guy's got five points of will to bounce around with. Hmm. Tremor is a it, long shot, but it's kind of double. Cool. Yeah, and the others are good. Double casters now makes this very interesting mm. too. And you have Kamul in there on top of that yes, too. So yes. you have you can go. You have options for casters, which is what you want to. And you have casters that can provide roles, and their points values are reasonable, and are at a level where you have to make you have you can't choose all the named heroes, but you can definitely choose to focus on one or two of them which i i really really like mm. you could also do some really sneaky stuff with um what's that the undying ring rave you know the one that gets stuff stuff back when spells casted use that as your beat stick start buffing it up with some uh blade raves and chanter blades and then get the will back on it as well could be could be particularly mean but no it's, it's, it's cool i like it i like it and i actually like this the helmet's kind of weird but i i like it because it's different and it stands out and it's it's almost the pose I want the other one to be. I, I I think I like this pose better, even though I actually think I don't like the detail as much. I think I like that it's so obviously someone different mm. and unique. And I think I think you can do a lot with that detail, though. I'm Jeremy, sure you because can. Because in the picture, it's it's mostly gold. And I think if you change some color variations on the armor, on the helmet, yep. or even the hand, I think maybe some blood effects on the hand. Or oh, absolutely. Like you could do some really, really interesting stuff with this model. You know, I'm excited about this model. I think it, it's it's really cool. It's It's a nice one. And... And I, I do like as well, it doesn't just replace my War Priest. Because my initial thought was, why would I take a War Priest? But you've explained it really well. Because you yeah. want more of this spell. Like, more is better. 
So yeah, or more more importantly, he's eighty points, right, and can't take an armored horse. Yep. War priests still can, and I think that's a very important distinction to make. Is that yes, he is very threatening up up close, but war priests have more maneuverability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you if you're running an all cav army, you're going to be running the war priest, not this guy. Uh, I think we should quickly just touch on the dragon cult acolytes. I think we've talked about them, but if we don't, I just want. Your two cents, Jeremy, on the Dragon Cult acolytes. They've been around for a while. I know you've got you've got some games in on them. No, I haven't. I've got I've actually got some models okay. of them. They finally arrived because they they're out of stock for so long. Like in a forge order, we had to get them for right. another one. But anyway, these guys, look, I love it. I think I think it's fantastic. Oh, same. Like I've got I've got no problem whatever with them. Um, I I know that we've done some really cool stuff with the Supreme Agility. I know that you've done some stuff with that, which I like that rule. But what I like is throwing daggers. I, I don't want to understate how much tactical choice that gives you to have access to it in an army, even if it's just half a dozen of them. It gives you so much options. Um, two attack models with fight four are always going to be useful. 11 points is fine. Like, I don't care if it's overcosted or undercosted. It does something different to everything else in your army, so I'll pay it. Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. at all worried about I that don't... 11 points. I don't think you're replacing your entire front line of Easterling Warriors with shield with these guys, but my favorite amount of these guys now is six to eight. Yeah, just give, I give me, played give me, a game recently. Give me six of them. Where Done. I played a game recently where I absolutely destroyed my opponent with these guys simply because I was able to use that supreme agility to get throwing daggers into their flank and mm. it destroyed them. And then I did I did a classic Jeremy move after it. I called a heroic uh, um, move. And instead of pushing my advantage across that flank, I actually disengaged and went back over the wall that I just jumped over and defended it. Yep. So yep. my opponent Perfect. could either try and redeploy back and behind their wall, their army, or pursue me over the wall. But either way, they were, they were doomed. And yeah, they're just being able to auto pass a jump test as well is really good reliability. And the fact on a four plus you can get going. Oh my god, I can't stay out. How good that is. Yeah, and look, these these are the ultimate guys. You just just pair them up with your heroes when you're going to do heroic combats. They fit a small base, so you can fit them in. They give you good hitting power. Like, I know they don't have strength four, and they've got big arms, and I can see people arguing about that. But what you need is the the extra attacks, and, and throwing daggers are really, really useful at that point as well. So, um, yeah, I don't have a problem at all. The combat stance is a nice little bonus. The theme is really cool. I like the look of the models. I know that some people put sleeves on, and that looks cool as well, but I don't mind the arms, and, and I'm not... I, I, the the argument the arms are too big maybe slightly but I I think partly that's the paint job as well like they've painted them in such a light mm. color that that it stands out I think a more tan skin with maybe some lighter clothes would probably change that effect around very nicely so no I like these guys they've been out for a long time um they're absolutely fine Eastlings are Eastling players are big excited at the side at the moment because you've got an army which I already uh, thought was good getting getting they lots have a of fully options. fleshed army now yeah, yeah fully fleshed army. Uh, moving on to Mortar, we have two new Mortar heroes, uh, Muzgar and Razgush. Let's start with Muzgar. Okay, I have a big, big issue with these ones, Kylie. They should have been oh, in the Necromancer do. book. Yes, the Necromancer oh, book gave us yeah, no. nothing. 100%, 100% agree. Book. Why are these in that okay. book? Okay, yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll pay that. I'll pay that. I'll pay that. That is a very fair comment. That is a, it's an supremely fair comment. Uh, that would have actually made the book a little bit not a paperweight than it already is. It's got some, some decent content in it. I'm not, I don't want to turn it down too much, but I think I think that would have been a perfect theme for Merkwood yeah. having these guys. But anyway, they, they're coming out. Can't complain too much. Which one are we starting with? The uh, the Shaman? Uh, the Shaman. Sure. I, I actually quite like the Shaman. Okay, um, let, let me have a look through. Once again, I haven't read the rules for it. 
Yeah, but to, well, I'll, I'll start. You start, and I'll, and I'll, talking, I'll gather my and thoughts, and then you can mm. you can uh, cash in. Um, his special rule is a very nice. Uh, it rewards you putting him into combat, particularly with the two attacks. But the thing I absolutely love about this is you have wither and transfix, right? Which are two really really good offensive options. So you can threat one or the other. Um, if you can go for the wither out, it means he's safer in combat now. You you, you get two withers off on a hero. Uh, they're only wounding him on backers on sixes now, um, where you're. Uh, so you're more likely to survive and get that 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 crucial will points back. So it re- rewards players playing a long game with this model. And then obviously a four plus transfix. We've always talked about it. Anything, any other model uh, that can pair up with a ringwraith um, with a transfix allows you to you know do those double spells, get that really that that crucial pin down. Which it, I mean we've all seen it. We've talked about it at length in the Mortar episode about how good enabling uh, uh, your big casters with smaller casters is. And this guy fits that bill super, super, super well. And I, I like his design aesthetic because it puts him in harm's way. And having a shaman in harm's way means both players have something to play around. Uh, your opponent is trying to kill him, uh, get him off the table, and you're trying to get the will points back to keep his uh, momentum going. Okay, I need to order this guy. Nice. This guy's so cool. <laughs> this is... This is... Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Oh, like, and his, his model is super dope. Yeah. Like the backwards held dagger. Yeah, the models, with models the fine. Yeah, look, it's that's, an orc. That's orcs totally my style. Look like orcs. That's fine. Um, my god, like this, this is this is. Since when have they learned how to write shaman rules? I, I, I don't know what's happened. Maybe it's just I, they've got another person on the team. Maybe it's all them. I don't know. But but wow. Well, I, I'll give them props because I, I'm happy to dish out some some teasing when I need to. But this this is fantastic. This is a shaman I want to take, and I want to take it with Kardosh, and I want to like get rid of other shamans. But it's not really a shaman. Think of this guy as a captain. Like you've got a captain profile across the board, don't you? Like it's it, he he fights like an all captain. So he does all captain things. So you're doing that. You've got a heroic defense, so you can be a bit of a, an annoyance if you need to. So that's nice. For 70 points, if it was just a captain, he'd probably be a little bit overpriced, but not not the end of the world. But but the spells, man, they're, they're good spells. And the ability to get stuff back after you get into combat. So this guy is, is absolutely a captain. He's going to be going combat. He's going to have a spear guy behind him. He's going to be chopping guys every turn he can. And like... You can cast Endless Drain Courage. I love that. Like, this guy actually has the will to be able to do that. With us, fantastic as well, and, and, and fun to see it on a model. So that's that's good as well. So you can just debuff models with Drain Courage and Wither. And then Transfix on an attainable 4+, plus for, for a kill, means that this guy can actually legitimately duel anyone. And I love I love the fact that you can yeah. channel with this this guy, and you can be, and it's unsure whether the Wither's mm. coming at you or the Transfix is coming at what's, you. What's Channel Drain Courage? Is that just extra points of... Uh, J- Jana can't nah, stuff that. You wouldn't want it, but the wither, the wither, the wither for the D three yeah, on the um yeah. on the That's strength is, is useful. That's scary. Like if you roll a three on a D three on on a wither, you're you're taking a strength four Elrond down to strength one, and then he's yeah. The only time I'll probably do it for drain courage is if I knew that next turn there's going to be a massive courage test that they needed to fail. I think that that's yeah. Yeah, but yeah. On on a on a on a big hero, especially how often courage bypass is included into armies, like yeah. dropping Aragorn from six to three isn't a huge deal. Even dropping a Faramir from like like a Faramir level hero that's courage five, like a Huron or something, down from five to two isn't a huge deal either. With army bonuses and stuff, but wither wither, that's like if if you get a channeled wither off on anyone, that's a that's a kill shot. That that not a kill shot, but it it neuters them to the point where they're useless for the rest of the game. And we all know how good tra- channel transfer. Yeah, no, that, that, that's that's. So, I, I'm glad you started yeah. with that one, Kyle. That that's. I, I'm glad I hadn't read the rules because this is this is ooh, this is really good. 
Yeah, some good reactions coming out of you. I'm I'm actually really curious okay. to see how you think of this next guy because this next guy okay. is super interesting. Can do you want me to talk through it and then you can just just go and say all the stuff I missed because, uh, okay. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, let, let's do my reaction. War leader yeah. of the North. He's got it. He's got it. The, the title is fantastic. Uh, Hero Vela. Okay, yep, I can deal with that. I love Hero Vela characters now because the rules have forced me to love them. So that's all good. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna wait till you get into the bottom part of his rules. The valor becomes very important. He stands out. I wouldn't paint him like that. He's the paint job. I'm not a big fan of because it's kind of hard to see from what what surfaces are what. But I think the model's got a lot of potential there. I'm curious to see what's on that shield. I don't know what's on that one. But anyway, 110 points. Uh, fight five is is orc. That's fine. Strength. Yeah. So okay, he's he's almost looking at like a gothmog type profile there, which is which is nice. Three might three or one fate. Oh, he must die. But spoiler alert: he's going to die somewhere. Uh, that profile is usable. I can deal with that. Um, Bonebreaker. Oh, we're going to have a special mace. Nice. Uh, Bonebreaker. It's a mace. Yes. Um, what's mace? Mace is the one that um, you can bash them and get them down to fight one. Is that right? Uh, no. You I knock them over. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, okay. It, yeah, but uh, I want to hit special now. Additionally, any models do not receive any bonus for elven-made weapons when fight. I'll oh, take that, elves. Yeah. Okay. So that fight five is suddenly much nicer, isn't it? That fight five is, is going to be useful against... It's more. It's more the combo yeah. with strike into yeah, a big yeah, that's, hero. That's, that's the actually quite hero. big. Yeah. Um, imagine him going into strike, both getting to ten, yeah. and then robbing them of the elven blade. And remember, you're playing with Eastlings, and Eastlings have a couple of characters with elven blades themselves, so you can actually get the advantage mm. on roll offs yep. if you tag team this yeah, guy okay. with, um, say, an Amdur. So that's cool. Or, strength. Or a, or a oh, sorry. King. Strike good. Strength. Yeah. No, not so fast about that. Elfbane and hatred elves. Oh, take that elves as well. So the elfbane. That's what one plus the wound elves, yeah. and then um. Uh no 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 elf. Every wound against an elf does d three. Yep. And what's the and hatred from memory is rerolls, or it could be plus one to wound. I'm not sure. Either either doesn't matter. Bonuses against killing elves is 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 nice as well, and yeah. and it gives him a, a real role for the thing. Okay, there's some big special rules here, so let me let me go through these because these sound like fun. Beast of Merkut. Oh, this already sounds good. Passive. Oh no, Floyd's gonna get rid of this one. Or Captain, no, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> um, or Captain, just wait. All captains in the same army as may include. Uh, uh, okay. Yep. Yep. Love it. Yep. These guys. Yeah. He changes the whole army list already. So, so yep. straight away you've got a mortal list that can take. This guy should have been the necromancer. Absolutely. Bat swarms, Mirkwood spiders, giant spiders, felwags in their warband, and it's captains as well. So it's it's encouraging to take all captains, which is nice because yes, um, it means you're not going to go all out on all the silliness. So you're not getting much of a bonus. Um, it doesn't say he can take them. Is that right? Um, uh, his next next rule is okay. War leader of the north, he can. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Oh, and orc captains, orc warriors get the hatred elves. Oh, wow, that's a nice bonus as well. Okay, so mm-hmm. that that's huge. This changes the entire army list, and it's bringing back armies that it's almost a legendary legion, isn't it? Really, like yeah. this is a legendary legion contained in a profile. This is this is a hundred. This, this this reminds me of the old uh, necromancer, like old Dogledo yeah. necromancer book from like ten years ago. Yeah, no, I'm 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 all on board with this. This is like. I almost prefer this to Legendary Legion because it's a little bit subtler. Yes. This this is how they should have done the the special rules and stuff. Yeah, because like, I, yeah. I would consider taking this guy in a non-beast army as well. Like, I got up to that, didn't know that. I'm like, you know what? He's got a roll. He can kill elves. He's got some strike. He's got 110 points. He's not terrible. He, he's, he's a profile on his own is fine, but that's just a cherry on the top, isn't it? Even if you're just taking a couple bat swarms in his army, even if you're just taking it for the Hatred Elf special rule, even if you just take it for... A handful of Merkwood spiders or Felwags or something like that that's really cool. Uh, yeah, this is this guy is 
yeah, this guy is a legendary legion in himself, and and my good, and and but he's got lots of options as well, doesn't he? Because you don't have to. You can take that shaman if you want. You can take Kardosh if you want. You can take a. Uh, what what's heroes he in? He's in Mordor, is he? Uh, he's Mordor. Yeah. So you, you got Mordor. Yeah. He's uh yeah Mordor Army. Yeah. He's, Access to all the Mordor fun stuff. There's so much in Mordor. Yep. Yep. No. So he's and we know how big that. That list is, and he's got access to all. And there's going to be some funky combos people are going to come. But up he's with. not, oh, like from from first example. Like I might be wrong here. I don't see him as being overpowered either because he's he's a chunk no. of points. He might be slightly undercosted, but not a huge amount. It changes. Like I, I'm like 110 points. You compare him to Shagrat. Yeah. And honestly, you get about the same out of Z- Raz uh, Razgush as you get out of Shagrat. And the other thing too is, yes, he can include Batswan, Smokeless Spiders, and Giant Spiders and Firewalks into an army list. That's all well and good, but you still have to pay the price yeah. for those models. Yeah, there's no bonus yeah, to so them. So he's not like giving you Batswan and Smokeless Spiders for free. No. You still have to pay for them, and you still have to know how to use them and incorporate them into your army. And he doesn't make them better. Fun like, way. I like that yes. as well. Like, he's not like he's, he's you get them and he causes fury for them or anything like that. It's just. You get them, learn how to use them. They're still expensive models. They're not they're not game winning models, but they are very very useful. And they're ones that that you can you can just give you some refreshing water. Like it's just it's just a really cool mortar army. You go lots of mortar orcs. You have got old school bats and spiders and wags and things in there. And you can throw in a, a a troll if you want. You can throw in this is this is actually the guy from the old for the necromancer book. You know when they had all those scenarios with mm-hmm. orcs and spiders and trolls and I had some Barrow Whites and things in there as well, which you can't do. But this is this is that guy. He sh- oh, should 100% been in the Necromancer book. This is old school. Set him as an early guy. And, and uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with him in the Easterling book. But, yeah, man, this is, I don't think I dislike any of these profiles. Yeah, I, I thought you might um, quite like them. I was pleasantly mm. surprised when I saw them. And I hope they continue this trend with these um, sorts of models and don't overtune and over overpower the the legions that they're inevitably going to get um and that that's my worry going forward is that they've shown some good stuff especially after i'm not going to say that the failing that was for the necromancer but i will i will say the bit of a blunder that was for the necromancer not so much and blunder hope... as, as it, it was it was obviously a filler book yeah and and yeah the, the big blunder was that the white council in there they 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 clearly didn't test as much as they want or didn't get the feedback or didn't realize it was such a, a negative effect, whatever happened there. And I think I'm being nice there. I, I think it's probably a, a, yeah. a, um, my, my being mean is probably just a, you've got to get this book out by this time and things were missed. Um, we haven't seen the Eastling book. So whether these guys profiles stay the same and then there's a whole bunch of extra specials on top that make them ridiculous. Um, I'm not sure. I hope there's not. I, Cause I think these guys are containing the rules in there. I feel like it's, it's a bit better way of doing it. And then if they are a problem, if we find out, say that, um, uh, Musgur is, is a problem. And I don't think he is, but, but if he's a problem or she, I don't, I don't know. Can't tell, can't tell the gender of this orc. If, if they're a problem, just change them. Like just, yeah. just, just fix it up to 80 points or, or whatever, whatever, drop the special rule, drop whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a much better place to be than, than putting a whole legendary legion on it and then have to change it. So, um, yeah. maybe, maybe they'll have a legendary legion. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I don't think they need one. I think I think that yeah, no, I don't need a legendary legion. Yeah, he's he's quite mm. good. Oh, thanks for that, Kylie. That was that was interesting. I'm glad we finished with yeah. that because that's that's much more exciting than FAQs and just going. Mm-hmm, yep, yep, that's fine, that's fine. These yeah. are good. These are you know I'm yeah. Well, I got one last little segment with you. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, this is going to be like a rapid fire round because yeah, okay. um, I was not expecting the amount of comments to to hit our Facebook page in half an hour, um, and we've got oh, a lot of questions. We have so a Facebook we're gonna page. Do I, haven't, I haven't checked yeah, anything. Sorry, yeah. sorry, everyone who's trying to talk <laughs> so, to me. So this is going to be uh, no more than one sentence answers. Okay, okay, I got you. Um, I got you. So, so okay, so we've got Max. His question is: Do we have plans on revisiting Easterlings once uh, Defense of the North is coming out? Uh, mm. Since they're changing him up. Do we have uh, plans? Probably... I'm planning like one episode ahead. So technically no, but absolutely we will discuss these things in some yes. format. They will probably happen when we do a Defense of the North review, which reminds me, we need to get on to doing Quest of the Ring Bear at some point and for the Necromancer. Maybe a tag team episode. Anyway, moving on. That wasn't one sentence. Uh, Dan uh, is asking a question about playing a single army throughout a tournament season. Do you guys tend to do this? Is there a core that you stick to and build up to, up or down to, depending on the points? Uh, for me, no. Um, tournament season, the well, tournaments aren't aren't big on my radar at the moment. But but yeah. prior to to everything that's going on, um, I was very much a different army for every single tournament. Like I'm not playing the same thing yeah. over and over again because, um, it, it, I I learn about it and then I just know and then it's just refining and I don't find that as interesting as trying a new thing. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I well, not agreed, but same fear. I try and whenever I start a new army, I try and get to that army to a point where I can play with most of the options, nearly all the options, and then move on to something else. I always like to keep new armies fresh and changing. But but um, that doesn't mean that you should do that. Like by all means, yeah. play the same army. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, master or whatever. Um, Leon asks, "What's our favorite point size for a tournament and why?" Uh, and if I had to give uh, advice to uh, a new player, what would it be? <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Um, oh, that's that's two questions. Uh, favorite point size. Uh, he's technically asked four, so I've just I've just grabbed the top okay. two to be nice. Okay, the short answer: six fifty is my favorite because you can get uh big stuff oh, as well as small stuff. So that's that's fine. Too bad to take that. You can take six fifty five or something like that. Silly if you want. So six fifty, my favorite. And um, va- advice for a new player. Um, learn the game yourself. Don't don't try to learn all from the Green Dragon. Have the joy of playing it. Yeah. I've been playing another game system at the moment and really loving just discovering things on my own and not having all the answers. So there is a real joy yes. in not being told what's good and what's not and learning and it yourself. You learn. You, I th- I feel like you learn things better if you go out and discover things for mm. yourself. Like use the Green Dragon as a tool, not as a as your be all and end all crutch. Now use this background sense. music when you're painting. Like like don't don't yeah, listen yeah. to that our too. advice, <laughs> especially this question. My my favorite points level is seven hundred and fifty minus one hundred points. Yeah, six six fifty six fifty. It's I such a it's... nice points level. It's because it, it restricts enough. Yeah, but you get enough to actually play the game. Uh, Ryan asks, uh, "Hey guys, looking forward to the next podcast. If you all went to a tournament and didn't worry about re- winning, what would be your all time favorite fun list to take?" <laughs> oh, Do you have an answer to this one, Kylie? Because I need I need oh, a second. I've got too many answers for this. That's my problem. Okay. All oh, time fun, fun list. Is you want something that your opponent's going to interact with? Oh God. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm going to go for um, the uh, uh, Azog's Legion. Yeah, Azog's Legion is pretty fun to play. Mainly because it's not focused on shooting, so it doesn't stand back. It gets in people's face. It's got lots of big, scary things as well as fast things, and yeah. it does a bit of everything. But mainly, it plays close, and I think that's more fun for both people. Um, avoidance lists, I think, are probably a good way to suck the fun out of some players who don't know how to deal with them. Yeah, I absolutely love playing with uh, the Kirion and Murindra list. Um, there's lots of might, very easy oh, yeah, killable yep. heroes, but there's like a lot going on with the heroes, and you still get some troops in there too. I enjoy playing that. I suppose that yeah, th- let's go with that. That that can be my answer. Yep. 
yep. without thinking about it too much. Oh, it's uh, hard one, isn't it? Hull asks when the Seven Hall episode drops. Uh, when we start playing Harad again. No, well, honestly, I, I, I will expand this one. I haven't suggested this one because I haven't had a good go at that big Mumak yet, and I don't know what I feel about it yet without actually playing yeah. it. So I need to put mine together and have a go at it or just proxy it and have a go at that. And as soon as I've done that, I'll put out the Harrod episode and, and talk about yeah. it. Because we've played Harrod to death, but I, I don't... I can't, well, you guys have. I haven't touched it that much. Oh, there's, like, there's enough babbled. of us that are Harrod experts, but I, haven't, yeah. I don't know about that big Mumak yet. I need to try it out. Yeah. Um, Alistair asks, uh, are there any successful armies or metas around the world that surprise you? Yes, the whole siege engines fiasco in Europe. What, why? Why has that become a thing? That It's not a good surprise, but it's a surprise nonetheless. Like, I'm shocked that that became a thing. I got no comment on this because I don't follow these and, and I, I change up every event. So so out, out, when, when I do play at tournaments, it's... It feels like every time it's a whole different set of armies, so I I'm, don't follow this, don't know. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Moving on. Uh, Alex asks, what advice would you give to an aspiring TO? That's a good question, actually. I'll start with this one, Kylie, because you can think about this because you've done more TO of late. I did probably early in my career, not so much later on. Um, I think really make communication your key. I think um, tell everyone everything. This is what you want out of the event. This is what, how you want people to behave. This is... Um, what you wanted to bring, just be really clear about it. And if people aren't happy with it, at least they know going into it. And don't be afraid to make decisions because you will be asked to make decisions on the day. People will say something and you can say, look, this is my decision for today. I'll revisit later it. This is the decision. Just be confident and just run it. And I yeah. think it will work well. Yeah, confidence is huge. I think uh, don't try and do too much with your players pack or something. If you have like a gimmick or an idea, go with one gimmick or idea. Don't go with three or 400,000 ones. We're talking to you, lost. David Leonard. We, we, you get lost. So if, if your gimmick is um, your unnamed heroes get special rules, then do that. If your gimmick is you're writing your own scenarios, then just go with that. Don't try and combine too much together. Otherwise, people will get lost and confused and can be hard to keep track of. Also, be very wary of banning models because yeah. you might get unexpected consequences. So unless you've got some experience, just let the models go, let them in there, and then get feedback from, from your people. Yeah. Uh, Aleska asks, uh, what are the most point-efficient models in the game? Warriors or heroes or who they might be, not be? Yeah. You know what? Corsairs. Best, basically, best bang, bang for your buck. Your answer is Corsairs. Yep. <laughs> um, I am going to say um, the Move 8 upgrade on either either of the two. The Wood Elves from Gildor or Malher's Marauders. Either one. They're so cost-efficient. Okay. One point for... Plus two inches. That's just huge. So did I answer the that question? It was games. just what's the most point efficient models, not upgrades or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Answer however you like. Hero, single hero, whatever. I yeah, mean, look, there's heaps of them. Honestly, the whole there's course is You can take the heroes in it as yeah, well. Yeah. Everything feels very efficient there. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of the new Easterling Heroes team? Uh, we already talked about that. Uh, how we haven't had a chance to play it. Josiah asked that question. So we kind of already did answer that in uh, other little segments. Okay. Uh, Liam asks, uh, could you do a Dwarves of Kazadoom episode? <laughs> Might as well say that now. If, you've, if you're saying on that, yes, that's the next army list review. It's coming out at some point. Um, it's in the works. This has just jumped the schedule. It will be out soon. And just a, just a spoiler, it's an amazing episode. Yes, lots of fun. We'll get back into it. Even Matt makes an appearance. I've been playing a lot of Kazadoom, actually. That's, that's been one I've been yeah. playing a lot. And, Same here, actually. Um, for some reason, people seem to be a bit down on them, and I, I'm not experiencing that. I think they're as good as they've ever been. Our good mate Sean asks us, Jeremy, tell me why Sean is so correct about how good Dale is all those years ago. Uh, Sean, 
You know how good Dale is. We don't need to answer that question. For oh, no, you. no. Like, I'm not fighting Sean on this. I, I'm 100% agreed with Sean. I, I think sometimes just having an army with, with limited options means you, you perfect your strategies. And the Dale profile, I've teased it in the past. That, like, they shoot as well as elves, and uh, which is a bit unusual. And, and just having that is is particularly useful. So, mm. no, uh, once Dale got their banners, I knew that they were definitely the most amazing in the whole game. Uh, but, but in all honesty, they're cheap. And they've got really good shooting and they're effective fighters, so they're good. Yeah. Uh George asks, do you think the game needs streamlining? Are any are there any rules that you think should be or could be cut? Uh special strikes. Damn it. <laughs> that was a race. We both think the same thing. Uh yes, I think there's there's that the a lot of decisions stuff. in the combat phase are a bit overkill. Um I'm even gonna go further and say that I think some of the, the monster attacks can be streamlined as well. I think some of them Yeah. Um, don't need to be there, and I know that's a big change, but I would be happy with that. The game probably was more streamlined. Honestly, we did a whole we did a whole episode. Yeah, we did. On, we did. Like, that that wishlist episode. So if you want to go back and have a listen to that, a lot of what you're asking now is covered in that. Yeah, look, let's put it down to Kylie. When we play a game against each other and it's not in a tournament scene, we just say best strikes. We don't even declare the weapons yeah. anymore. And we work it out when we go to strikes because so we, like, we just work it out. Yeah, I would have done this. I would have done this. Like it's just kind yeah. of. Yeah, I, I just that's where it's I was easier and a quicker way to yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Victor asks if we could do a quick review on the new Eastling Heroes. Done and dusted. Oh, I see uh, why Eric, you asked that question. <laughs> yeah, Eric, uh, what is more important uh, to you when building an army list: narrative theme or pure gameplay optimization? That's a tough question. Can, can I ask on your behalf? Because and uh, Kyle, I'm gonna, we're going to change this around. I'm going to give your answer in an honest way, and you're going to give yep. my answer in an honest way. And and I'm I'm interesting to see about our perceptions of each other here because I think what we say okay. and what we actually do is a bit wrong. Um, I think Kylie, yours is um finding an interesting mechanic that fits a theme. So you want to find something unusual, something a bit wacky, but you can optimize it. It has to be powerful enough that you're gonna gonna get good results with it but it also has to be unexpected so i think you're looking for something that's unassuming that's powerful and it looks like it's entirely themed you can do a nice conversion with or whatever but secretly it's going to be that hidden power that no one knows about yet see i had a very similar answer for you jeremy Go for I, it. Think <laughs> you, I think you use narrative theme to constrain yourself to make the best list you possibly can narrative theme to constrain myself so to yeah, reduce my so, options so, yeah to reduce your options and then you go hard as you can writing a list i i think you're probably right i think that's fair and and as much as i like to think that i'm just all about theme um i probably like you kylie i think we're similar in this way in that that mm. um we tend to go pretty hard so narrative gameplay and choosing armies that people don't normally take is a way for me to to almost handicap yeah, myself because then i can go right same. i'll go as hard as i can with that list because i know that it it was the old school Dunland. So I can just go as hard as I want or whatever. And I think that's probably, we've played a lot of our career in a scene where um, the skill levels have been quite different between us and say some of the new players. And you don't yeah. want to kill your scene by constantly beating them. Like yeah. it's okay to Which win. Which is part of the reason why in um, Australia, there's a big thing about changing armies and playing different stuff. And that's mostly just because of us constantly changing our army list every tournament and taking something different and showing what mm. each army can do and showing off that each army can win tournaments and win games and i think that was really important uh, even for me when i went to arda and played angmar which at the time people thought were rubbish and then you know 
Yep. So, so in, as a general idea, um, when I'm choosing an army list, and if I'm entirely honest, I'm going, okay, what what's something that, that either I want to paint or something that people don't see a whole lot? And then once I've chose that, I restrict myself with a theme. I say, okay, it's set in this time. It's going to have these models. And then I go as hard as possible. So it's just like, right, what's the best way I can optimize this army with the own restrictions? So I almost make my own legendary legion in, in a sense. Like I restrict my models, go for theme, and then go as hard as possible and optimize it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keegan asks, what are your thoughts on Games Workshop supporting the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series? Skeptical. <laughs> I'm hopeful, but I'm not holding my breath. I'm um, expecting disaster. I've got I've got a bit of a hot take here. Um, okay. I actually almost would prefer they don't, because then I think it would open it up for all the other companies, and I think there's been some absolute amazing work happening with other companies. Um, yeah. The main reason I say is, like, the, the, the designers, which are basically single people creating stuff that's... Um, compatible for the game are putting out so much content so many models a games workshop still releasing it at a trickle pace very slowly there's clearly an intention to slow releases and make sure that we can focus on other systems which is fine that's their choice but i um i would not shed any tears whatsoever if they didn't get it if another company got it and wrote a different rule set i would with you kylie and maybe some of the key people in the australian scene some green dragon representatives write our own rules that are compatible for it i'm happy to do that happy yeah. to put that and if people want to use it they can we'll probably use it um i don't care if they have it or not in some ways i prefer that they don't yeah agreed all fronts love the game don't uh, necessarily like the company yeah Calder asks, uh, for beginner and casual players, what's the best way to improve? And for experienced players, same thing, what's the best way to improve? Um, I'm going to make this short and sweet. For being beginners and casuals, just play more games. That's more such games a cop-out practice. We want an easy way. I, yeah, well, too bad. That's the best <laughs> way to get better. Um, you need to understand game mechanics and understand how bases work. And the best way to get that experience is playing the game. For experienced players, constrain yourself. Play... Um, unoptimized lists and try to win with them because it's when you get into those awkward crazy weird situations an experienced player will be able to beat an uh, a less experienced player because they have seen weirder corner cases than would normally happen and can know what way to get out of it or what options they have available Jeremy. yeah oh you've taken taken two answers there Kylie. that's a bit unfair um i would even as a beginner player i would really restrict your choices so go for design an army just out of the basic stuff like a hero whatever hero you like basic warriors uh, the banner whatever don't don't go too much so if i'm designing a minister army i'm designing my army around that plastic minister box set just learn to win with that. If you can win some games of that, then every time you add something on, it's going to it's gonna be so much better. Because if you can know what your basic warriors are doing and your basic troops are doing, it's going to help you so much. If you go all in on the, the tricks early on, I think you might not know the basics and that might cause problems. Yeah. And for experienced players, start using all the uh, psychological tactics that we've talked about in previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, James asks, have you considered doing any battle report videos? We have, but we probably will never, ever get around to doing them um, simply because of time constraints and editing and all the other things that comes with doing battle bat reps. Okay, um, just, not not from a just, Green Dragon point of view. Like, we're not... Yeah. I mean, we'll collab with people who want to. I mean, yes, and that's so what I was going to say. Um, I'm, yeah. I've got one booked for Conquest Creations. Uh, Jacob's, we're finishing off that series where we, we started a bit of a, an online tournament type thing um, and it got interrupted with, with lockdown. So we're going to bring that back. And um, we have done battle reports with uh, Lockie from Zorpazort before. So you can probably dig those up on his streams. So we absolutely will do them, but we just don't have the time to, to do that. And we don't so, have the yeah, inclination. And it's, yeah. it's a whole business thing now, isn't it? Like it's not, you can't yeah. do them half. 
half-assed. You got to do them. You can't do them. All assed. And we wouldn't want to do them half-assed. Like me no. and Jeremy are very, very productiony, arty people. So yeah, we, we, I couldn't, I couldn't bear to do some crappy camcord off my phone recording of something. I'd have to do it properly in like a, like a semi-studio environment and have it properly edited. And we just don't have the time for that. But that said, if, if locals want to get us involved and get us on stream, we're absolutely happy oh, to yeah. do that. Yep. Oh, so we're, we're we totally yep. down to, you know, add some flavor to your battle reports. Yeah. We can trash talk you all day long. Yeah. Um, Rocky asks, how many Hasherin is too many Hasherin? The answer is three. Three is the number and three is the number that you shall abide by. That's too many? Three is too many? No, no, no. Three is how many you take. You don't take one. You don't take two. You don't go to four. You stop at three. Think Holy Hand Grenade from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That is how many Hashrin you have to have in the list. One is too many because I hate playing against those guys. They're so sneaky. That's that's the idea. Uh, <laughs> Jack asks, does drinking improve your game slants? Uh, no lemons, it doesn't. Yeah, it's fine. You do that by all means. It depends on the kind of person you are. Um, yeah, drinking scenes a whole other discussion, isn't it? I've some of some of the, my favorite times gaming have been those big drinky type things, and we had a lot of fun. But uh, some people it's clearly not because depending on how you you hold your drinks, then uh, it's going to affect your gameplay. So um, yeah, be cautious about it. Uh, I don't encourage binge drinking uh, officially, maybe unofficially, who knows. But mm. um, yeah, it, it's going to be a personal thing, isn't it? Does it improve? It depends what kind of person you are when you've been drinking, isn't it? Because if you're just socializing, having fun, and it makes you more uh, confident and able to talk to people and have a laugh, then then go for it. But if it makes you yeah. a bit more bitter or whatever, then maybe maybe hold back. Great Dragon Podcast highly uh, endorses responsible drinking. No, we don't. That's a total lie. No, we don't. Come on. Uh, Josh Josh asks, uh, what's the best conversion that you've recently seen? Uh, This is a one from uh, David, actually. And I'm going to see if I can get him to... Actually, yeah, I'm going to see if I can get him to provide it as a thumbnail. Um, He's got a King's Huntsman conversion converted from a Rohan Royal Guard, and it is amazing. I'm actually going to steal this conversion for myself. It looks really, really good. I don't have any. I I wish I did, but I've just... I've been haven't been been looking at people's conversions too often so yeah. maybe i'll hold that off and I'll, I'll next time we do one of these kylie i'll come up with some ideas for that cool no worries uh a good friend harry asks after two years of pandemic will the green dragon be sending a contingent to articon and he also asked a follow-up question of uh is there anyone that we would like to play a gamer and where is matt uh matt is uh living with uh his girlfriend now so he's he's not being around as much but we do drag him around uh every so often but yeah uh, we probably won't be sending a contingent to Articon this year. At least I'm not going, um, unless the stars align and my side venture at the moment playing Pokemon Unite allows me to get to London in August with a free plane ticket. Then I don't know. Maybe I'll sort something out. But yeah, I highly, highly doubt I will be at Articon this year. Just it's just too expensive. No, yeah, well for me, it's it's always been an issue of just timing and work commitments and that sort of stuff. And and. Um, I've probably probably slightly less flexible with work, and if I'm going to take significant leave, I'm going to do family stuff. So I think that's that's a, a wish list for a bit later on when my kids are old enough and my my family can look after themselves yeah. a bit more. So, that's, so maybe that's in the future. A, that's always been a hard thing with you. It, like even with us, like August is a great time for you guys to run it in the northern hemisphere, but for us southern hemisphere uh, uh, residents, it is the worst time of year because that is busy season it's like exam prep season it's busy season at work for me in the theater it's just it's just a really hard time to get off work and well i'm surprised i managed to make two articons 
mm. um mm. to begin with uh and who do i was the other kind of question who do we want to play yeah uh i want to play Stu and harry or other podcasters so absolutely the people who i've spoken to have been on their podcasts and and not played so uh, really people who i've chatted to and, and want to meet in person that's that's the one and oh, there's actually a lot of a lot of people, anyone who I've interacted with on the Green Dragon, that's the kind of person mm. I want to play a game with. Um, I know that there's some big names that I don't really know a whole lot about, and I, I haven't interacted with these people, so I don't really know them. So anyone who I've chatted to in messages or um, who's been listening a long time and has something to say, that that's the kind of person I want to. And and look, if you're ever in Australia, please let us know, because we'll definitely find some time and, and make sure that we can yeah. treat you to a yeah, Green Dragon definitely. game. And definitely show you around Melbourne too, if you are coming down our neck of the woods. But for me, no, I'm not I would love that's to kind have... Of weird. Well, eh. Just get a I'm map. You know where stuff is. <laughs> um, so, so uh, for me, I want to definitely have a game against Andreas from um the Norwegian crew, and I have still yet to have a game against my girl Jazz. So, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, cool. Um, Chris asks how great are Siege Dungeons? They're terrible. Don't take them. They're awful. They ruin everyone's game experience. Moving on. No. Yeah, mm. I, look, I think ask yourself why you're taking them. If if they're if that's where how you enjoy a game, fair enough. But does it make the most enjoyable game? I would argue maybe not because you've got a stationary piece that does significant damage from afar. Um, so just just ask yourself that question. And if, if that's how you want to play, then play like that. That's I'm not as against mm. them as Kylie is, but personally, I can't bring myself to play them as a main part of my army because they're just so. Uh, for me, they're not fun because they're, they're not. I'm yeah. not challenging myself. I'm just literally lining up a siege engine and rolling well, and and I can roll well anytime. That's easy. <laughs> you could roll well anytime. <laughs> um, Colm asks if we could add one game to the uh, one rule to the game. What would it be? I think we answered this in a oh, um, in our wish list episode, but I think the one that I quite liked that I think Maddie said was fate. Being able to use fate to pass jump, leap, and climb test automatically before you roll. I think that's a really cool interaction because that fate needs more of a use. Anyway, Jess? Oh, you caught me off guard there. Um, I want the um priority role to you could choose to go first or second. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Alex asked, what characters are you hoping to see in the upcoming supplements and are there any rules that you would like to see implemented in the game? Um, there are no supplement like models per se, but in terms of rules, there's definitely. Yes, I'd there like is for me. More... There is for me. Let me answer that one. Oh, Bayornings. Well, I want Grimbayorn. I want Bayor. Like, oh, I want, yeah. they... oh, I yeah, want, cool. want Bayornings. That's what I want. That's that's it. You can answer the rest of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, rule. I I want to see uh more diverse rules in the game that change the asymmetric asymmetricality of the game. So stuff like how the Watcher does deep strike. Uh, maybe not to that extreme. But, you know, quirky stuff that changes the gameplay and particularly interactions between players like uh, Raz's uh, secret, uh, who's the, who's the, who, who is he trying to assassinate? Love that rule because it gets both players guessing. So stuff like that um, that's not typical, not standard, you know, 3 hero with uh, I hit you hard, a special rule. I want some, some actual gameplay and movement shenanigans. To, to hit the table. Mm, yeah, look, I don't, I don't want that much stuff, but I want more of these shamans we've been getting lately. They're, they're cool. Uh, Andreas asks, who are your favorite picks for Clash and why are they all Andreas? I'm sorry, <laughs> Andreas, but you are not winning Clash. I actually believe Andrew's going to take it away again. No, nah, no. Nah, it's definitely going to be Andreas this year. Like, Andreas is a good quality player and because he's he's a bit of a clown and I absolutely respect that because I play that role as well at times. Uh, people underestimate. I, I've, I've got Andreas. Andreas, you're going to win this one and it's going to be glorious. I can't wait to see the memes when you do. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll Kylie. See. We'll, see. we'll see. Let's let's revisit we'll this. I'm sticking by mm, it. It's on, yeah. it's on tape. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Grant hey, that's asks, my I grunt. Love... You can't do that grunt. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I stole it and used it for my own designs. Yeah, I don't like uh, it. Grant's got a bit of a wordy one, but uh, he basically, he's asking um, if we have any other, any creative ideas for um, new factions to add to the grain, uh, especially with like the Amazon show coming out, uh, bringing mm. uh, mm. Second Age and stuff in. Is there anything that we would like to uh, see in that regard? Uh, definitely Numenor. Oh, please expand Numenor. I hope they expand Numenor to something fun and interactive. No, it's not to say that um, Elendil isn't, but I'd like to see more. I'd like to, I'd like to see them have the Easterling treatment. Yeah, okay. Yes. I've got, I've got a few here, Kylie, and, and with the show that yes. potentially um, for uh, Bay Awnings, um, I think would be a fantastic one. I would like the Woodsmen from that Necromancer supplement to get their own little army list. Um, so I think that would be really cool. I want a like a, a Bree Force. That's that's built that area. You know that the breed being a meeting place. I think that would be really fun. So I, I want all those ones. I want a a black Numenorian force um, with like maybe Queen Bethereal. I think she was a black Numenorian if I can remember. But she she allied yeah. with Gondor. But that sort of era, like a previous era. So different armor, like not the silly like um, Malthusarony over the top spiky armor. I want it to be a bit more subtle. So I'd like a theme around evil humans that actually were like. The, the proud humans, the Numenorean heroes, humans. Yeah. So that'd be cool. And of course, um, maybe some, some evil dwarves, I think would be really cool as well. Yeah, that'd be nice, actually, to put the evil dwarves in. And I hope they do something really big and epic for the Last Alliance mm. um, and actually show that battle in full. Um, Andrew asks, why does everyone hate Azog? Well, for me, it's the same what? reason everyone hates Boromir. Uh, it's his fight seven has six points of might. Who hates Azog? I have never heard that. I don't know. Andrew says, why does everyone hate Azog? I'm just saying, it's because he has six points of might and has fight seven. Because he, he forces easy. good players to actually have to use some tactics and not just rely on having better profiles in everything. I think he he forces people to play <laughs> against him. And like, look, I understand it's a it's an orc that's scarier than a big good hero, so people don't like that. The uh, the wounding of heroes is pretty pretty lethal, but I, I don't mind him. I think it's, with all the other stuff that's coming out now, I think Azog's not really that much of an issue. Uh, Cameron, our good mate Cameron, mm. uh, asked, where's Matt? And he's off doing stuff with his girlfriend. No, 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 right stop, so... stop this. This is, this is unfair. Matt has been working very hard on our next episode and he's doing all the editing and all the work for it. So, so Matt's actually working really hard behind the scenes. Um, scheduling is tough. So it's hard to get us all at the same time talking. And because I sort of lead a lot of recordings, a lot of them have me on them, but that might change in the future. It might be some Kylie and Matt episodes or Matt and Jeremy episodes or some other people as well. So Matt will definitely be on the show, probably not as regular as us because our schedule works a little bit better, Kylie, but um, yeah. but Matt will yeah. definitely be around. And Matt's in the background as well. Like Matt Matt's does a lot of the work behind the scenes. So we don't want don't to undermine that. Uh, Andrew asks, with tournament organizers banning legendary legions more and more, uh, do you feel that the building is going to be more creative? Or do you feel that having specific uh, units in force for bonuses have come has a home outside of narrative play scenario? Um, mm. Yes, I do think it is going to be more creative. And honestly, I hope more TAs uh, start doing this wacky stuff at tournaments, uh, such as banning legendary legions or models over a certain price. I think um, adding a restriction to a tournament uh creates or opens up the opens up the meta and allows people to experiment uh without feeling like they're jimming themselves and who knows maybe they'll stumble upon something that makes a new meta at least that's my hope 
Yeah, I've got no problem with it. I think, um, like, we, we've had a long tradition of TOs modifying, taking Armulus out, saying mm. that this is set in a certain age, or this is a no-named heroes tournament, or this is a everything under 100 points, or this is a uh, heroes and monsters only tournament, or whatever. So I've got no problem with, with with banning them for those reasons to add variety to them. I think the trap of the Legendary Legion is, I think the intention's really good, but the execution is not always amazing. It's actually quite inconsistent. Some of the Legendary Legions are just like, like the Black Gate one. It's just, no one cares about it. It's just, it's fine. But others are, are, are really quite uh, quite powerful and would be taken instead of the main army list all the time. Yeah. So that's that's where I think it could be refreshing to to remove them at times. I don't think we have to have that much of a negative stigma. Like we, we go for extreme reactions because it's fun, but I don't actually think they're that bad. I think most of the time they're pretty cool. It's just sometimes the rules are a little bit too much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Go on. Disagree with me on that, yeah. Carly. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think, I think that's that they're all very valid points. I know. Shocking. Mm. I'm agreeing with you. That never happens. You always do. I know. It's more fun when we disagree. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Reese asks, Clansom and Laminon, do they have a role? Uh, with <gasps> Forlong's Horn and Angbor's Fearless Bubble, uh, are yes. there surplus to requirements? Uh, yes, they do. I Broad love swords, these I'm, guys. Yeah. Bro- broadswords are amazing. I think it's a mis- mis- uh, a misunderstanding of how they're used. They're, they're a shock troop that you don't send in in wave one. You send them in to clean up. Um, they're very good with the reroll and in tandem with other models because the other models win the fight and they go for the kill. And the broadsword just makes that just a little bit sweeter, a little bit better. Um, they just yeah, get get them to land game and they'll be a f- they'll be fantastic. They're also you go to monster killers like they're really good at yeah. taking out monsters. You get a hero in, you throw a couple of these guys in, some spear support, and and you're yeah. laughing. No, yeah. they. I don't, I don't... He makes a suggestion about increasing their points by three and giving them two attacks. I don't think they no. need that. I think no. they're perfectly fine the way they are. They kind of already have two attacks with the re-roll from Angbor anyway, so... I really, I really like them, and I think this is the gold standard for two-handed weapons because that, that six is being not a two-handed weapon anymore just makes them so, so usable. So I, I really like these guys, and I've designed armies where they've been my sole ally, so just ally them into Gondor, and that works really well. And I've the way I play Fiefdoms is often... Dole Amroth light and clansman heavy and I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next two more questions left, Jeremy. We have Jake asking, are there any competitive lists that you're planning or excited to run in the next coming months at tournaments? Ooh, ooh, ooh. you go first, Carly. I, I definitely do. Yes. Um I am planning on running AL the Young to Clash of the Titans. I am very excited to run it there. Um because legendary legions are banned. So my hope is that not as many people are playing Rohan. Um, and not factoring for Rohan, and I'll be able to absolutely mop them off the table with uh, Sons of El and Aeol, because um, Aeol basically gets an indirect buff because he's not directly competing with uh, other Rohan heroes in their legions. He gets to basically go, I am Aeol, here are my sons, watch me have strength six on the charge and murder everything. Mm, yeah, that, that sounds a good one. I've been doing a lot of play around with the uh, Fall of the Necromancer Legendary Legions because I do like Hobbit era stuff. Like, I, uh, no comment on the movies. I, I like the the models and the the games and and look, it's got nothing to do with the, the that sort of side of it. Um, but I've been out of those Legendary Legions. I've been enjoying the Azog one, um, and also the the Necromancer one, both the evil ones. So I'm probably looking at something evil mm. to to play around. I, I'm tournaments are, are tough at the moment. Hopefully, I'll get to one there. But um, I would probably, if given the choice right now, what I was going to take, I would probably take that um, that Azog 
secret jumpy jumpy one um from the the necromancer as my next list yeah no that sounds actually uh that's pretty cool i i'm interested to see how you go with that in there it's got some really cheeky stuff with um yeah with Thrain the broken so uh I'll, I'll, i'm yeah. just gonna spring that on you kylie when i when i next play you okay i'm not sure the heads out's gonna do much good for me though because i still have no idea what you're trying to do with that no um, and, and that's why it's so good because even i didn't uh, have an idea Ah, pulling me down to your level and beating me with yep. experience. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Uh, Sam's got the last question. Our good friend Sam from Sydney, he asks, will an episode be under two hours? Uh, yes, this episode will be under two hours. If, if we, we finish, finish this question. <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be a half an hour one. You... <laughs> well, um, it was supposed to be, and then you just went on into massive tangents with stuff. And I'm like, okay. No, they weren't massive guess... tangents. They were moderate tangents. Okay. Standard... A green dragon length tangents. Yeah. Um. The answer to this one is um. I've actually been considering and and put a, a draft together, which I don't particularly like. But for a format where we just basically go the length of those, like most YouTube videos, like that ten to to twenty minute length, and just discuss things like we're doing in this episode, but just like one thing really yeah. quickly. Um. I think that probably will happen. So, will there be episodes under two hours? Probably because I think that's what we're going to have to go in the future is work on a big episode yeah. and then just occasionally every couple of weeks ones. just throw out something yeah. small our thoughts on something because we can't we don't react to things within a year like it's just something happens and we like okay, we still can't. haven't reacted to to um uh quest of the Rainbow, and yeah. i've played with everything in that book played through most of the scenarios and I have a good understanding now of everything in that list and i really want to talk about it and we never we haven't gotten around to talk about it yet same yeah. with all the necromancer i'm nearly ready to go on that one too yeah yeah so so i think um for, for this sam i think we will have a bit of a green dragon shorts type format where we just throw out some stuff and it's basically just potentially our thoughts on just small topics that don't fit into our normal 17 hour episodes so i think that would be enjoyable for us and enjoyable for the editing process as well because we don't have to listen to ourselves which is which is always nice as you know yeah yeah uh well hopefully hopefully uh, i can get this episode sometime out tomorrow oh no um, you won't sorry <laughs> Ears up, everyone. If I've got it out on the 17th, you know I've been true oh to my, my word. Goodness, don't do that, Kylie. It'll be out by May. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. I've got all <laughs> of tomorrow off, and I, I'm really hoping to get this episode out, because I, th- I really feel we need to get something out so uh, people know that we are still around. We're still here. We still love you all. Thank you for listening and all that fun stuff. No, look, uh, listeners are very forgiving about this, and I yeah. was worried with our first delay, and this has been compounded delays because there was – yeah. delays where i didn't have internet so i couldn't record when i had time to record and then suddenly i didn't have time to record but i had internet so the it's uh, listeners have been very good about it and and they know that yeah. we're not doing this for profit we're not here to to sell wares we're just here because we're fans of the game talking about it so they're, they're very forgiving yeah. i think if we were like business orientated i think there probably might be a bit more pushback but yeah. we're not we just we just yeah. need to have a chat and, and, and yeah and I, I really I really do one of the things at least I've had a few listeners come to me and tell me about in private messaging and stuff is they love the fact that when we talk about something we try and give an informed opinion we try and play with the model we try and get an understanding of what what that rule is trying to do or, or what have you and then give our thoughts rather than you know knee jerk reactions like uh that we we always see these days um, on on the internets and in the news and stuff. And I think the way we provide our content, I think, is noticeably different to a lot of other podcasts that are floating around at the moment. I think people's, hopefully, at least my impression is people appreciate that. Oh, and some don't. And that's fine as well. You're allowed to not like it. We, we, We respect that as well. You can have your own opinion. That's all good. Yes. That's kind of our point is you can have your own opinion. 
And this is our opinion. Our opinion is to give informed content. Well, it's a point of difference, isn't it? It's something we can do because we play a, re- a good amount. We've got good knowledge of the game, but we just don't have the resources to be able to put out things daily or, or weekly or whatever the YouTube format is where you've got to just put out something every week or else it just hides you in the algorithm. We don't have to do that. We've got no need for new listeners. We've got no need for money. We've got no need for sponsors. So we just put out our thoughts and, and take our time. Don't be hasty. Don't be hasty. Well, I think with that, Jeremy, I think I think we should wrap up. I think we should mm-hmm. get this episode in under two hours. Damn it. So, I was trying to extend it out for another 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're gonna, you're going to be able to do that. So I'm, I'm going to go straight into it because I've always I've, I've been longing to say this phrase. Thank you for joining us and listening to our little podcast listeners. And remember, traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.